Volume Three, Chapter Thirteen of *The Rebel Rose* by Justin McCarthy and Rosa Campbell Prade. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen, The Last. Mary was roused from her dreamings by the sound of the opening door. With the swiftness of desperation, she sprang upon her scaffolding of chairs and secured her place in the window just as Falcon entered the room. He looked up amazed. "Why are you seated there, Madame?" he asked come down i wish to speak to you i prefer to be here general falcon do you not see the height the danger don't don't dare to lean out mary i feel a pleasant sense of safety here general falcon i am not a bit afraid for i know that while i am here with this open window i can set myself free whenever i please oh he groaned to think that it should come to this between you and me yes to think that it should come to this between you and me will you let me go general falcon give me your word that you will let me go and i will believe you and come down and trust to your keeping your word for all that has come and gone come down first come down first and trust me he begged mary saw the advantage she had gained by her resolute composure a new and sudden thought came on her she dropped lightly down from her window you see she said i am not afraid of you why should i be afraid i shall leave this place to-night general falcon yes i know that i shall leave it with your consent or in spite of you if we are ever to be friends again i must leave it with your consent but i shall leave it all the same you cannot mary i tell you it is impossible i am master here absolute master she turned on him with an intrepid look god is master absolute master here she said as he is everywhere and he will send help to me just at that moment steps were heard and lady saxon's german servant was seen to open the door and bellarmin and lord stonehenge rushed into the room mary lost herself in a moment the answer to her appeal was too sudden for her to bear the sight of bellarmin come to her rescue then and there was overwhelming and she flung herself into his arms and clasped him with all her might what did she care if lord stonehenge saw her if falcon saw her if all the world saw her what did she care for the devices of lady saxon she was saved and saved by him and she loved him and she knew it where did you come from falcon exclaimed fiercely to the german servant my lady sent me down here was the quiet answer to let these gentlemen in falcon gave a cry of pain general falcon lord stonehenge said sternly you will have to come up to london at once with me not with miss beaton miss beaton goes to stonehenge park falcon remained silent for a moment bellarmin and mary were absorbed in each other lord stonehenge turned to the german servant to give some directions suddenly falcon sprang to the top of mary's little scaffolding of chairs and scrambled into the window and then gave utterance to a wild yell of insane triumph all the men rushed at him at once but they were too late he had thrust himself feet first through the window and he shot himself into space one last shriek rang in their horrified ears and then all was silence outside except for the sigh of the wind and the moan of the waves that might have served as the dirge of the man whose corpse was already swallowed by the sea
there was much news to go over london next day the great division had been taken and sir victor had won the government would appeal to the country and would be defeated and sir victor would come into power and bring bellarmin with him but even this was overshadowed by the sad story of lord saxon's sudden death that was why champion did not take part in the division lord saxon had not spoken as it was fully expected that he was going to do he left the house and went home feeling ill no doubt and lady saxon sent for champion and champion came too late to see lord saxon alive bellarmin people said was not in the division because he had been sent for by miss beaton whose old friend general falcon had been taken with madness at stonehenge park and had committed suicide such a sad thing for that charming young woman and of course she telegraphed for mr bellarmin because every one knows now that she is engaged to him and with champion for prime minister and bellarmin in the cabinet there was great likelihood indeed that her family claims would be allowed to her and then of course sensible people added when she marries an english statesman she will settle down to be an english lady and we shall hear no more of the stuart princess but those who know her better than the sensible people could possibly do will know that the romance which is the tradition and inheritance of her race will not fade out of her life or turn to the prosaic in it and that by whatsoever name mary beaton is called she will still be the stuart princess and will still display with love and pride the whiteness of the rebel rose end of volume three chapter thirteen end of the rebel rose by justin mccarthy and rosa campbell prayed recording by diana beauvais